Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined. People love dead air. I was going to say, this is Dang a nightmare. I, all I can hear, <laughs> I, I, I'm just looking at the edit file and hating this gag. You know what, you know what would uh, stop that, that bit of dead air? Camera cuts. And yeah. by Lou <laughs> Nation and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm doing all right. Yeah, yeah good. I'm, I'm actually, you know what? I, d- I don't know if it's because it's Christmas, the end of the year, there's some actual time off on the horizon. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to wrestling that isn't just AEW. I'm actually, I'm actually quite excited to sit down with you and watch TLC on Sunday. It's coming Sunday. Cheap plug for the live stream on the YouTube channel that we'll be doing. Indeed. And I'm also really excited for two days of Wrestle Kingdom. Yes, which we're going to get in January. Yeah, the first weekend of January. Indeed. The first weekend of the decade. Yes. So Laurie and Simon are doing day one. Yes, and me and you are doing day two. Correct. And there's also some Smackdown in there with Pete and Andy. Oh, that's another thing we should say. Um, Andy... Did so well on the SmackDown podcast. Such a good job. I was I was saying to you, because uh, I, I hosted the SmackDown show with him, and there were moments during the actual recording where my mind wasn't thinking about SmackDown or what I should say next. It was literally just going, man, Andy's grown up. Yeah. Look at him. A little tyke. Oh, oh he's done his, done his old man proud. I'm not saying he sees me as a father figure. But... but. If he was to see anyone else other than his own father. Or maybe, maybe me even more. I mean, I'm not going to say that he is as cool as Jake Peralta, but in the same way that Jake Peralta looks towards Raymond Holt, I definitely think that is... Oh, Dadson, (laughs) you fluffy pig. I think that is definitely, like, on par. That's on brand Mm. for you two. Yeah? Yeah. Maybe not so much Dadson, because he's nowhere near as cool as Jake Peralta. Uh, But I am cooler... 
than mm. Raymond Holt. You're as funny as Raymond Holt, yeah. Oh. And Raymond Holt is the funniest character in the show. Ah, uh, you see, yes. Well, he's the funniest character in the show, yes. But although I, I do love uh, Joe Trigliani's character. Oh, Boyle. Boyle, yeah. Like, he, he makes me laugh out loud the, la- the yeah. loudest. But uh, the, the joke about Holt is that he isn't funny to everyone there. But he's funny to everyone else outside yes, the office. perhaps, yes. So... Mm. Yeah, but I'll it's, take it's, it's, it as a compliment. Exactly, it's, it's I sh- a tightrope. I, t- I should take compliments more, I guess. How's your weekend looking? Well, it's, I've got TLC stuff, obviously, on Sunday, so it's going to be a relaxing day before then, hopefully with some Star Wars. Oh, <laughs> Penguin Isle. <laughs> and tomorrow, I am hopping in my time machine back to 2005, Ollie. I'm going full in between us. I'm going to watch Razorlight wow. play a gig with a bunch of my schoolmates. Now, if you are one of our Patreon backers at the $10 level, you will have heard my initial reaction to this news, which was full of expletives and a lot of why. Um, But that is just because in 2005, I thought they were one of the worst bands I'd ever heard to get mainstream popularity. I want to... I really do, I want to preface that as sort of like that's the umbrella mainstream popularity. One of the worst bands I've ever heard in mainstream popularity. Uh, I think that's. But, but what about the Rasmus? Well, they are all uh, uh. equally as bad. Mm. Um, what was the uh, lads? She's a lovely school for scoundrels or some nonsense. Scouting for girls. Scouting for girls. That's it. Yeah. So I didn't. I would. I would argue there's a clear definition there. Razorlight would appear on the music TV channels MTV Two and Q, whereas Scouting for Girls would appear on Q and Kerrang. No, they wouldn't. No, they would. Scouting for Girls were on Kerrang. Oh, what yeah, they happened were. to that You've channel? got to remember. Um, you know, I used to work for Kerrang. Oh yeah, yeah, you did. It was their demographic was teenage girls. Yeah, everyone I, I, always I, I, forgets I forget this. this a lot. No, I do forget this a lot <laughs> because it's it's a metalhead magazine. It came up in the seventies and eighties as this underground black metal publication, but then then <clears throat> Big uh, Bauer, a big German media company, bought it and was like, "Huh, there's a way to turn Kerrang into sort of the <clears throat> I don't know what's happened to my voice there, boy bands, One Direction stuff." For alternative girls. But that, like, 2000... Like, when when do you work there? I worked there in 2000 and... 2008, about 2014. Yeah, so I was going to say, cause like, when I was... When I used to buy Kerrang! Mm. It was still... Uh, I mean, it was no longer the metal magazine of the 70s and 80s. It was all mainstream metal bands. But it was still metal. Well, that was a time when metal had started to go into popular Totally, because, like, the Slipknot Park, had become yeah. massive. Uh, but yes, uh, I would I would argue that Razorlight put out some great pop, generic pop indie guitar bands. Generic is a good word. Uh, they they were part of the sort of Kaiser Chiefs, Future Heads, which were a lot more art poppy. Uh, what some other the the Bravery were quite kind of lumped in there, although Keen. they were more of a one hit wonder. Come on, mate. Keen is for John Lewis <laughs> Christmas commercials. And people who like razor lights. No, no, no. Uh, there was a few, uh, Franz Ferdinand. The Zootons. The Zootons. Love the Zootons. Uh, the Coral. Mm-hmm. So sort of a, a, a burst of indie guitar rock. They were ten a penny. When I was at sixth form. Yeah. Arctic yeah. Monkeys. Arctic Monkeys. Was sort of like at the end, mm. they sort of brought in a new era. I and were the only good ones, I would argue. Mm. Although I did think... Um, Kaiser Chiefs, uh, I Predict a Riot. I thought it was a bit of a belting track. Yeah. 
easy to sing along to. Yeah. Fratelli's Chelsea Dagger. Hated that song. <laughs> hated that song with a passion. And the reason why I hated that song is because everyone expects you to like it mm. when you're at university. And they're just like, and it was like, why aren't you joining in? I was like, because I think it's a fucking awful song. I love how most of your music tastes are shaped by what people want you to like and you you react against No, that. no, no. It's not wanting, <laughs> expecting. That is that is where I, I, I take a, I take offence to it. Do you know what I hear? It's when a I... catchy tune. Syphilis is catchy. doesn't mean it's good. You know, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So that's obviously non-verbal, but the actual lyrics are, let's get smashed, let's get smashed. <laughs> <laughs> It's a very laddie chant. And maybe that's also why I hate mm. it, because it does remind me of student life and being a student, which I do think is at times awful and full of dreadful people. Not, yeah. not, saying, that, yeah. not, saying, not saying everyone is. <laughs> I had a nice time. Not saying everyone is. I just I had a nice time at home playing board games. I, I you know, I, I, I look back on those years with a sort of pang of nostalgia but more the, the older I get, the more overriding my self-loathing is. As you were an idiot back then, Ollie. So you are the opposite of Lewis from The Apprentice, who clearly missed the heady days of being a rep on uh, holiday tours for eighteen to thirty groups, and I was like, I really, really miss doing those and then being a rep for one. Mm. But rather than get the dreads of being like, oh my God, what a terrible person I was, I was like, I'm going to turn into a business plan. And yeah. I'm just going to do it now as an actual business with no <laughs> actual <laughs> skills and or research. Uh, so this is The Apprentice. My favourite episode, one, one of my favourite uh, episodes of the series. I assume they have this in the American one. The interview stage. It's the, it's the episode before the finale. And they all have to present their business plans and they get interviewed by Alan Sugar's tough team of business moguls. Exactly, yeah. So you've got Claudine, uh, Linda. It's going to sound like we're making it up because not only is there Claudine, there's also Claude. Claude. <laughs> Linda and who's the other lad? Matt. Matt. Matt something. Yeah. He's scary. Not as scary as Linda. Linda's terrifying. Mm -hmm. I don't get why Claudine thought she was on an episode of X Factor. She became trying Oprah to make everyone year. cry in a nice way. Yeah, she so gets tell me about your mother. That's it, exactly yeah. Like previously it'd be like this business plan makes no sense whatsoever. Where's your costings? But this year it was like, oh so your dog died. Tell me mm. about that. Yeah. Must I be really that. hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um but uh I mean maybe we shouldn't talk about the apprentice because people might not have uh, seen it. Mm. Um and also I don't want to go on a rant about Lottie's um elitist <laughs> BS business plan that was so, I, I mean, it might just be my northern roots. It angered me no end. That, I, I know it's scary to hear, but upper class people exist. <laughs> and they they don't want to hang out with you. And that, that was her business plan. Exactly. <laughs> they, they just want a, so a, a cut-off area of the countryside where loads of very rich, posh people can just hang out with other very rich, posh people. With not a neary sight of yeah. someone who doesn't speak the Queen's English. Yeah, so that was one of the criteria, wasn't it? Yeah. And Linda said, well, I don't speak the Queen's English. I'm she from speaks, Leeds. She speaks excellently. You yeah. know, like her, everything's very well pronounced. She speaks very eloquently. But yeah, the Queen's English is a very particular style way of... Well, well, I, of course I stumble over my words when I'm talking about pronunciation. But it's what, it's what they teach at sort of RADA yeah. to actors. 
and QE. You put it on your actor's CV. You put QE yep. that I can you, you can speak and enunciate. I didn't know what QE was mm. or what the Queen's English was. In all fairness, until I started making short films. And then I was get I, when you start sort to CV, yeah, yeah, actors like CVs come through, and it's like QE. And I said to my friend who I was making these films, I was like, "What the hell is QE?" And so it's the Queen's English. What the hell's that? And he has to tell me what it was, and I was like, "Well, so it's English then." It's also a sentence in itself. The Queen's English, yeah, or is she? The Queen's German. If you go back far enough, if you go back far enough. The I, I bet they sh- they should have something like it in the performance center though, for just oh, for promo yeah, yeah. skills. Mm-hmm. Like here's how to enunciate. Get the guy they from probably the King's do. Speech in. They probably do have that. Mm. Because, yeah, but it's probably know, sure because those foreigners can't get over. <laughs> unless they're heels, of course. Um, anyway, let's dive into the show because you're all here to hear us give our TLC predictions. And do you know what? Here they are. Here's the show. this coming Sunday. We don't have a full card for the show, but we actually have some semblance of a card, which is more than we could have said last Friday. And we should begin the rest of it, I guess, tonight. Well, we'll get some more of it tonight, and then we'll get the rest of it on Sunday, about two hours before the show starts. Yeah, pre-show stuff. Well, no, no, though, like main card stuff, because that's <coughs> WWE's mentality now is they get most of their signups on the day. So you announce a lot of matches on the day to encourage more people to sign up. Well, I hope we don't get too many more matches. There's seven announced at the moment. Mm-hmm. There's the idea of Braun Strowman versus Nakamura as well. That could be added if, if Strowman's healthy, he's suffering from a back injury at the moment. And there's also a possibility that Rollins might face Kevin Owens. Yeah. So that's nine matches there. Eight matches, seven at the minimum. That's, that's already a three-hour show. And incredibly... No singles titles being defended. Unless Nakamura versus Braun gets added for the title, no yeah. singles titles are being defended on this show. Nothing for Bailey, although she has to. she's in a feud with Lacey Evans currently, so that could, yeah, that get could ad- be added. That could get added. Um, nothing for Ray. I was about to say AJ then. Ray is the United States champion because he's been doing all of his stuff on Raw, I guess. So, yeah, but anyway, let's go through what we have got on this show. There's not even AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. No. Which was the closing go-home angle on Monday's episode of Raw. Bizarre. It might get announced on Sunday. Yeah. So, as a quick Wrestle League update as well for Wrestle League Season 4, Ollie has obviously just looked at the numbers. If you want to get involved with Wrestle League Season 4, head on over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk and become one of our pledge hammers on Patreon. Um, so the league started, season four started, at Survivor Series, where I and Pete ruled the roost with six points at the top of the table, followed by Randy and Laurie with four points, and then at the bottom of the league with two points, it's Oliver Davis. Yeah, yeah, bad, bad showing. You, didn't have I, a, you did not have a good Survivor Series. I had a great 2018 Survivor Series where I jokingly predicted Raw to win every match, yeah. and they did. <laughs> so I thought NXT would lose every single match here. And to WWE's credit, mm-hmm. they, they did the right thing. They did the opposite thing to what I thought they'd do, which Indeed. is where they really put NXT over strongly. I, I, thought, I thought Survivor Series was very 
a very good show. Indeed. And off the back of that, there's reports that it's going to be uh, <clears throat> 10 from Raw, 10 from SmackDown, 10 for NXT for the Rumble. Yeah. Uh, and NXT will have a presence at WrestleMania as well. Yeah, I think I think that's a good idea. Me too. Me too. Um, right. Well, let's get into this TLC card. So announced on WWE Backstage, the Viking Raiders have laid out an open challenge. So... Who do we think is going to win out of Viking Raiders and TBA? It's interesting because the the planned match a couple of weeks ago was the OC versus Viking Raiders. Which they essentially said on Raw. But that has been dropped for this open challenge thing off the back of the Viking Raiders issuing an open challenge on Raw this week. And of course they... They beat the Street Profits in five minutes. So I think OC are probably the most likely possibility. I think Street Profits to do a second match and also lose, or maybe they win because it's a pay-per-view. Like, who, who really cares? It's the Raw Tag Division. Not my thoughts, just the way it's been presented. But I think that the most interesting thing that could happen is AOP. Correct. And, and them having a killer match and AOP winning. Yeah, and to be honest, that's kind of my theory as well. Like, our bonus question for this is, who do you think is going to open the uh, answer the open challenge of, of my money? It's AOP. And I think AOP are going to win here and win mm. the tag straps. So are you are you also going AOP? No, no, no. I'm sticking with the OC and okay. Viking Raiders to retain. Okay, so Viking Raiders. I'm, I mean, I'm granted, going... I'm not... Okay, so what I'm actually saying, I'm saying TBA yes. is going to win. So whoever answers the open challenge is winning which I think will be AOP. Mm. But you think it's going to be the OC and Viking Raiders are going to retain? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm sending my expectations to... What's, what's, a, what's a middling word? Like mm. set phases to stun. Yeah. Set phases to... Mediocre? Unfazed. Unfazed, there you go. <laughs> uh, right, up next, it is um, a, a knock-on-the-door match. Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy. It should be. They should have a door as a table. The person to go through the door. Someone did say this should be a doors match. Yeah. yeah. So it's Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy. I have gone with Alistair Black. I believe in my predictions. However, I was thinking about this this morning, and I thought maybe, maybe they want to put Buddy over more. But I've, I mean, I've, I've I've did my predictions earlier in the week, and I said it was Alistair Black, so I'm sticking with that. Even though he's got such skinny chicken legs. Well, his legs are too thin. Let's be honest. Come on now. Um. Not uh, again. Not our words. If 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 you're missing the context yeah. there, that was what some stupid fans shouted at Black during a match, which I think is hilarious. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Black as well. I mean, it's a shame there isn't an option for a, a double DQ or a non-finish because I think that's actually what they'll they'll go for. Mm -hmm. uh, right in a tables match. It is Rusev versus Bobby Lashley, a match that has been building for quite some time now. Rusev. And for Rusev. Yes. I, I, he's actually got some momentum. And I think, WWE think, he will resign. I'm not saying Rusev thinks he'll resign. I think WWE think he will. And I can see WWE think, well, you know, if we, if we push him, he might resign. I'm actually going with Bobby Lashley here only because I think they love this so much they want it to continue. And you have the heel win yeah. here, particularly yeah. with some Lana shenanigans. And then you can build to the rematch at Royal Rumble or maybe even at Fastlane or at Elimination Chamber and at WrestleMania. Really, really extend this feud out. You have an interaction in the Rumble match. There you go. Yep. 
and yeah, you, you extend it artificially that way. Oh God, it's been running since the end of December. Yeah, so, sorry, the end of September. A lot of cucking. A lot of cucking. Well, it's, actually, this is not actually cuckolding because Rusev doesn't want to see his wife. It's just that there was a lot of the initial angles were just him looking on a bit weirdly with a moustache. Uh, right, for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, it is the New Day versus the Revival. The original reported plan for this, it was going to be New Day versus Rudolph the Random Tag Team, but Bobby Roode has now been suspended for his drug violation. I, th- I you know, to me, that's a huge piece of news. I, t- I feel like no one's talking about it, really. Well, yeah, I think, you know, we came under fire a bit because we said he was a top SmackDown star. He's and feuding like, with Reigns. Well, that's, that's what was my argument as well. It was like, he's in a feud with the biggest star in the company. So, like, yeah, that should, in theory, make him one of the top stars in the brand. But I think people just consider him to be a lower mid-card yeah. guy. Yeah, And he's going to be nothing ever, He's going to be nothing more. It's a real shame. Real, real shame. But who have you got for New Day Revival? Actually, I mean, I'll go first. I'm going to go with New Day on this one. Well, unlike the Rusev situation where I think WWE will give him a win to hopefully persuade him to re-sign, I think they know the Revival aren't staying and they're going to beat him like a drum. Mm-hmm. They've, they've given them the championships too many times this year to try and convince them to stay. They're not marks for the belts. And also, like, I don't see the point in putting the belts on them because whenever they do, they do nothing with them and then just put them back on the New Day again. Yeah, so I'm going to say New Day too. I really hope... As, I, look, New Day and Revival, lovely. Le- that's going to be a fun match, but I, I feel like I've seen it done to death. So I really hope they had a stipulation on, on SmackDown tonight. I agree. Well, speaking of stipulations, Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin have a stipulation. This could likely be the main event of the show. Mm. Um, it shouldn't a be. TLC match. Uh, yeah, Reigns versus Corbs. What are your thoughts? I think this will be a really fun match. I and, think. Oh, it's, it, this has got smoke and mirrors written all over it. Yeah, I think Ziggler's getting involved. I think, you know, there's going to be. Well, there's going to be tables, ladders, and chairs. There's going to be some dog food. They're going to book Roman in in a really... Like, they they book Baron perfectly as a heel, apart from the, the argument that he's kind of over-pushed into the main event. And they, put, they book Roman technically very good as a babyface. So those two dynamics coming together, I think, will make a really dramatic, exciting 10 minutes of action. But I'm going to say Roman. Can I give you my bold... Bold, wild thoughts that I've just thought of here. Sorry, did you say you're going Roman? Yeah. Roman. Okay, cool. I'll be honest, I, I kind of stopped listening for a little bit because I was <laughs> thinking about this in my head. <laughs> what if Baron comes down to the ring with the dog? So you right. know that the big dog thing yes. that was on Raw, uh, on SmackDown a few weeks ago? And it's Cody. Well, no. So... Baron through Ziggler nonsense has kind of beaten down Reigns. So he's climbing up to pull down whatever it is they've they've hung mm. above the ring and then the dog gets into the ring and pushes it over so he can take the big bump and then takes off the head to reveal that it's Chad Gable and you pick back up that Chad Gable King Corbin Whoa. feud that never really had a finish and then that's how Reigns gets the win I don't think they'd give that kind of win to Corbin I like it when when you were saying it I thought you were talking about Shorty G turning heel on Roman. Oh, no, no, no. That's, I was thinking that doesn't work. No. Uh, yeah, I, I like the reveal of someone under the, the bear costume. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a dog. I'm thinking it's of the bullet guy. Yeah. <laughs> Bernard? Yes. Bernard? The business bear, yes. And um, which some people thought was a uh, really good comparison as to why the dog on SmackDown wasn't bad. Mm. It's like, well, AEW had a bear. 
Yeah. Mm. I can't help you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And not for a singles title, amazingly, it's Bray Wyatt versus The Miz. I thought this was for the title. No. Um, And then it was only when me and Andy were putting this uh, together for the Predictions League when he was like, I don't think this is for the, the belt. And so, yeah, so it's not. It's a, just a non-title singles match. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, and I'm really excited for this. I think it adds, I, I know some people have been down on it. No, it should be The Fiend wrestling, yada, yada, yada. This was meant to be Brian's match, but Brian reportedly exercised a bit of creative control and said, no, it's too early to do this match. Do it another time. So they scrambled and they put The Miz in there. Which I really like. It was actually the best thing on SmackDown last week. I think it makes so much sense as well because he has been involved in the yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they've they this is Bray Wyatt as Mr. Rogers jumper wearing Wyatt. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a fascinating idea to add like to have him wrestle. Uh, and it it just adds another layer of complexity to what's already a very deep gimmick. So yeah, I I'm really looking forward to this match. Really excited for this. Uh I'm I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm so curious that that's what's selling me on it. And I'm of course it's Bray. You're going with Bray? Yeah. I'm also going with Bray, but I'm 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 really torn on this one. Part of me thinks that we're going to get the return of Daniel Bryan here. Yes. And I don't know, man. I'm going into like wild, wild fantasy booking speculation here. Not saying this is what I think is going to happen, but this idea popped into my mind. I was like, well, so, you know, it's certainly something you could do, which is that Bryan returns, but he helps Bray win. Yeah, with a shaved head. And you do Bray and Brian versus Wyatt. Sorry, versus Miz and Morrison. Oh, cool. Like like Miz has to bring back his old tag partner in order to take on the Fiend and his new friend. That's a really, really nice little special attraction match. Yeah. Uh, It's it's a shame that none of this stuff should be happening with the Fiend right now. Like, he shouldn't be developing a cult. That's a year down the line. But, you know... I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Yeah. Um, and what actually, I think this likely will be the main event of yes. this show. Uh, and it really should be the main event I of the show as well. can't wait for this match. It is Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair versus the Kabuki Warriors for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships in a tables, ladders, <laughs> chairs match. What, what does Charlotte say? Woo. <laughs> this is going to be good. Yeah, I, I cannot wait. I think it's uh, going to be great. Asuka is one of the best wrestlers in the company, period. And I, I, I regret saying period now in, in, a, in a sentence that was gender loaded. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, and, and Kyrie Sane is fantastic. Charlotte and Becky. I know that, that people are kind of sick of them because they're over pushed, but they are fantastic. Becky's got so much charisma. I think Charlotte's excellent as a heel, but, you know, we are where we are. I think unfortunately it's gonna be I th- I think it's gonna be a blowaway match just because they I feel like they all they all want to prove something every time they get this main event slot as they should do because mm-hmm. you, you know that's that's a very protected position and the Survivor Series main event was very lackluster and the weakest really match on the was. card so this will be a good reset uh, with with a lot more experience in there. I think Lynch and Charlotte are going to win because I think they're then going to go on and feud with Banks and Bailey, which I think is going to turn into a feud against the four MMA horsewomen. 
I am in complete agree with you. I also think that Lynch and Charlotte <laughs> are picking up the belts here. It's crazy to think as well, this time last year, the main event of TLC was Asuka, Charlotte Flair, and Becky Lynch in yeah. a TLC match. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, right? That was a great match. A great match. And yeah, that big Ronda Rousey uh, turn at the end of it as well. Um, yeah, I'm really, really stoked for mm. this match. But I also, yeah, I think that Lynch and Flair getting the belts, it it. it you know, it felt like they they turned the Kabuki Warriors heel and gave them so much oomph just so they could put the belts onto people yeah. they care about. And yeah, but as you say, feeding with Banks and Bailey, it's because they've only ever had four women on this roster really, and not Ronda Rousey. So just keep building the women the division around just those four people. You know. So that is uh, the predictions. Apart from who will answer the Viking Raiders challenge, but you said it's going to be. The OC? I think it's going to be the OC. I really hope it's AOP, though. Okay, and I'm going with AOP. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're wondering to yourself, what the heck is a crap gimmick? Well, that's a segment we do here each and every Friday on the Wrestle Talk magazine show where you, the Swamp Nation, send to us your crap gimmick wrestling submissions. And then we, the bookers nay promoters of crap gimmick wrestling, decide whether we want to sign them or not. And then they get these amazing trading cards and all crap artwork designed by Artman Lou, the great Lewis Tillett. Follow him mm. on Instagram, Lewis Tillett Art. So let's kick off with Chiara, who says, good morning, Luke. Chiara. I'm Chiara from Italy, so forgive me if I misspell something or make errors. I'll do my best. Pete, real name of a legit writer for CGW, is upset and frustrated of his role because nobody recognizes him in the street, ignoring the hard work he puts in backstage to make storylines work. So Pete one's day has had enough, and he puts himself physically in the show, booking himself and all the things that surround his persona on the fly. This uh, way he becomes Booker Pete, hmm. or perhaps Booker P. I like how you've obviously started with that name mm -hmm. and you've you've gone back 
I, I like that level of contrived. Booker P is a deus ex machina, a god in his own personal playground, simply unstoppable because he can book a different ending or change the rules of the match, like Baron Corbin was mm. doing. But in this situation, it's got logic. He is the writer. Booker P uh, can also go by the name of self-made god, or our favorite writer, the man with a lot of ego, and I mean a lot. He's portrayed by the announcers as an Adonis, beautiful, charismatic, with whom they are even heterosexually speaking, would genuinely make love. He is 5 foot 8 tall with a weight of 112 pounds, but the announcers tells us that he's 6 foot 1 and 95 pounds. He was born in 1959, but the network claims he is 41, and he will always be 41. Am I missing a lot of numbers references there? Why, why 41? Well, is it because he's an old guy. I, right. I, I, I would have thought that the joke would have been that he is in his 50s. Mm. But it would be like, no, I'm 25. And he was like, yeah, he's 25. Dying his hair. Yeah. I, uh, it's very good. Um, my, only, my only problem is, is I see crap gimmicks. as I, I want kayfabe characters. Mm. I, I don't want characters that are like, oh, it's all, this is all a work. Um, mm. I, I actually script the show. Yeah. And and that is crap that, that we saw that when Vince Vince Russo effectively did that in WCW, where he would, that Hulk Hogan did that famous shoot promo on, on Vince Russo writing certain storylines. So I'm not a fan, unfortunately. I like it for something, but for, for crap gimmicks. Not as much. No, it punctures the, the verisimilitude. Verisimilitude, very good uh, word use there. Uh, well, hopefully Emmett's what suggestion. No, I'm in agreement because like, I, I was about to say it is a kayfabe writer because he isn't an actual writer for the show, but you're right because as soon as you introduce that there is a writer for the show, that's when you're like, oh, what is the writer's role? Mm. Particularly when they are changing finishes. I mean, it is crap. But yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I do like it, though. Uh, this comes in from Emmett, who says, My submission is a rad dude with attitude. <laughs> Scoot Hall. Scoot Hall. <laughs> Scoot Hall is a lower mid-card babyface character who rides down the entrance ramp with a rad 90s freestyle scooter. His favorite scooter brand is Razor, and he appeals to the younger crowd with his cool entrance. He even does some gnarly tricks to get big pops. His finishing move is the Scoot Slam. It's obviously a pun on Scoop Slam. However, a few years down the line, Scoot Hall feel, uh, feels like he needs to change things up to secure some more wins for himself, so he turns heel. He does so by using the scooter as a weapon and smashing it into his unsuspecting opponent's shins. As we all know, that pain oh, is horrible. Yeah, it is. So, Scoot Hall, the rad dude with attitude. I like it. I, I mean, he's a heel from the start, though. He doesn't have to turn heel. He... He thinks he's cool. Yeah, that's the, that's the joke. But then he, you know, he, he's doing all the cool things and he's not winning. His opponent's beating him. So behind the referee's back, uses, in a very uncool way, a weapon to cheat. Oh, plus, I mean, it's a scooter, which is, let's be honest, the most uncool of methods of transportation. Penny farthing? No, I think a scooter's way less cool. See a bloke on a penny farthing? I'm like, I mean, Tony Hawk skateboarding was a big brand. But was there like an equivalence that was about a scooter? No, but I bet a lot of people lost a lot of money thinking there was. Yeah. They think, oh, this, this, this skateboard thing's really taking off. Scooters are next. Do the surfboard one. Oh no, that didn't work. Invest some money in my scooter company. <laughs> Um, and lastly, Joseph Freeman said, Great show, guys. Look forward to your videos each and every week. My crap gimmick is Johnny Midcard. He's a steady hand in the <laughs> is ring. Is that what Johnny Morrison's name? Oh, is that the joke? 
no, no, no. Oh, but then, you know, because John Morrison changed his name dependent Johnny Impact, Johnny yeah. Mundo, Johnny. What was he in Lucha Underground? Pornhub. He was still Mundo, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Uh, so if I firmly believe he's going to be slotted directly into the mid card and never to go anywhere else in WWE. So that's fitting. He is going to be a nostalgia act. Mm. Um, and it's terrifying to think that nostalgia is 10 years ago. He was a nostalgia act when he began. Yeah, I was going to say, because it's a, yeah. It's a Doors thing. Yeah. Um, he's a steady hand in the ring, has been wrestling uh, for many years without, able to, without be a, being able to become a top guy, only ever achieving the odd mid-card title. Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. He looks very much like a generic wrestler. Average height, good muscle build, crew, car, uh, crew cut hairstyle, he wears black trunks and boots, comes down to the ring, is everything is average nowadays. He uh, does a lot of setup moves, suplexes, DDTs, etc., etc. Johnny Midcard has two nicknames, Lower and Upper. He starts every year as Johnny, Johnny Lower Midcard and slowly builds his upwinds and momentum, beating jobbers and Lower Midcard guys until he changes to Johnny Upper Midcard. Then he can start beating Upper Midcard guys and at this point is ready to challenge for that main event belt. But when the opportunity is there... Puts in a good showing and comes up short, sending him back down on a big decline and losing streak. And by the end of the year, he's Joey, he's Johnny, lower mid carder again. Mm. And he has to start the cycle all over again. I uh, hope you enjoy it and I look forward to your verdict. Thank you, uh, Joseph Friedman. I think all that the, they're all too meta for me. Yeah. I just I just want some crap wrestling gimmicks. The, these are let me take a facet of backstage wrestling mechanics. And turn that into a character. No, then let's just have someone who dresses up as a cat. That's it's it's that simple. Well, I mean, if it's, I'm going with Scoot Hall. Scoot Hall's good. I think Scoot Hall's great. Scoot, and I, he's, that's really visual. Yeah, as well. I think it's a great, great, and it's a really brilliantly written email as well. Mm. Yeah, rad dude with attitude. He kind of had kind of had me there. But I'm just, I just, is it good? Is it is because Thomas Cat was so good. I think is, Scoot Hall's is as good. You you want to you want to take a punt on Scoot Hall? I mean, let's see what people are saying up in the chats. Uh, yes, Scoot Hall for the win. Mm-hmm. Um, says one person. Oh, someone says Johnny Midcard. Hmm. Mixed reactions. Mixed reactions. Signed Scoot. He's not cool. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. It's, okay, Scoot. You, there we go. Kind of winning me over with the idea of Scoot. Scoot isn't cool sign. Scoot's coming in now. All the love for Scoot's coming in. Okay. Scoot. Let's make it happen. Hand a shaker. Hand a shaker! Right. So let's dive into the mailbag. If you want to submit a question to the mailbag, all you've got to do is become one of our awesome Pledge Hammers on Patreon at any dollar amount and leave your question in the community section. Label it mailbag. Do not email me. I will just lose it. I'm not very good at my job. Our first email comes in from Ket, who says, Hello, WrestleTalk. I'm currently watching the Attitude Era, and I just passed Big Show versus the Big Boss Man. Oh, what a feud. What a feud. The... Probably didn't need to be for the title, but because they made the snap decision to put the title on Big Show, it had to be for the title. Yeah. In that, hele- I mean, we're not going to don't get to do it because it didn't win the poll. So we nearly did Armageddon uh, ninety nine for our Patreon podcast this month, but it didn't win. It was never. It was an ass's raw. But like, 
Big Show is such an afterthought as WWF champion. Not only is he in a feud with the Big Boss Man, who is the hardcore champion. The main event of that show is Triple H versus Vince McMahon. And the poster is, features The Undertaker, who's not even on the card. <laughs> it's the Attitude Era. Um, Too many stars. <laughs> Uh, to me, this feud was funny. I know it wasn't supposed to be comedy, but all the ridiculous segments, like Bossman dragging Show's dead father's casket and Bossman's speech about Show's dead dad, just made me laugh. Is there any feud you can think of that was meant to be serious, but you took as comedy? Hmm. I'm sure there's been loads. I, I think that was meant as comedy, by the way. Um, y- yes, the, but the big sh- uh, Bossman's poem... Like, the content of it is awful mm. because he is just like, I wish that I'd have cancer so I could die too. Like, it is awful nonsense. But because it's the boss man delivering it and he's such a heel, it is funny. And it's like Ray's so good. Well, he was mm. so good at doing that. I don't know. I'm just, I, I can't get past Rusev, Lashley and Lana. But I think that was, that's intended to be very schlocky. Do you think that um, Ms. Shane was supposed to be taken seriously. That's a good... Yeah. I think in Shane's head, he was thinking, this is my big blood feud. And Miz is like, I'm a serious hardcore wrestler. But it, it's get, it, it doesn't doesn't tick those boxes. Yeah. So I think their That's WrestleMania match was supposed to be like, a, oh my God, I can't believe the length these two went to, to to kill each other. But we were just laughing throughout because it was bonkers. Yeah. And with all of that, Shane's crazy bumps... So it was fun. hilarious. I love that match. So good. So yeah, I think I'm going to go with Shane Miz. Uh, Brian Higgins. Hey, everyone at WrestleTalk, especially Dave Just Dave. Give Dave a chance. I'm uh, just wondering, why do you think boxing hasn't got the bad press WWE has gotten for having such a big event in Saudi Arabia after Anthony Joshua's heavyweight world title fight against Andy Ruiz? Strange double standard, it seems to me. Oh, it, t- it totally has. It totally has gotten a lot of criticism. Um, I th- but, you know, if once, you're not looking at the boxing press. Yeah, well, once, the event, once the event's happened, it's no one cares about it. And, and everyone moves on. Like, the same thing happened with Saudi Arabia and WWE. Like, a month of, oh, this is the worst thing ever. And it happens, and then you're like, eh, what's on Raw? Yeah. So, but from what I saw, there was loads of criticism against it. Not just from the boxing press, but from mainstream press as well. I think anyone who's been doing shows there has been getting that <laughs> same level of criticism. Yeah, there was, a, it's, it's, it has been, on, honestly, Saudi Arabian isn't, it's not just a critique directed at wrestling. It is across all areas that there was the big business conference the the same week i can't remember what it's called it's like davos in the desert is the nickname for it and that that everyone who went Wasn't to that he was the leader of the um daleks davros <laughs> oh sorry davros in the desert it's like carry on doctor who <laughs> uh no he uh that yeah that was that got a lot of flack as well because everyone pulled out the previous year after the Khashoggi murder but yeah. yeah. Independent Taiwan says, Hello, everyone at WrestleTalk, especially Randy Andy Datsun. So glad to hear your voice again and hope you'll be featured on more videos and podcasts. Well, he, he'll be with Pete tomorrow on the SmackDown review. Yeah. So the boy did good. The hashtag get Andy out of his, let Andy out of his cage. You've, you've made this monster. I've just finished the Survivor Series 1997 podcast and I think it's my favorite episode yet. Oh, thank you. Uh, the amount of commitment in the research and details you guys went into was amazing and informative. Also, your podcast is my most listened to podcast in 2019, according to Spotify. But here is my question. Do you think in this day and age, will anything be as, quote, screwed up as the Montreal screw job to ever happen again? 
Thank you guys for all the content you put out. Help me get through the tough times. Keep up the good work. Um, well, first of all, all of that research was Luke. Hello. You did a phenomenal job Thank you. On, on that. There was so much to go through as well. Uh, but th whether we can get anything like that again, I I mean, that's it's such such a perfect storm of cluster referee. Yeah. So I, d I don't know if it will be of that level. But if AEW does become a true alternative and it... it it starts an actual quite bloody feud between the two. I, I can see Vince or Triple H getting very protective over where people are going to go. But with 90 Day No Competes, mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of rendered that impossible. It's harder to do it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but even to say, like, Brett couldn't go to, you know, he couldn't do anything with WCW for a little while after <coughs> Survivor Series either. Granted, I mean, it was only a couple of weeks, but... Yeah, amazing they still didn't manage to capitalize on that. Mm. Uh, anyway, Chris says, um, my question should it, sorry, my question is, should underutilized talents be given roles on TV? Sami Zayn's new role as a manager has been fantastic. With some of the great talkers WWE has, maybe a role like that would suit him better, i.e. Drake Maverick to be Braun Strowman's mouthpiece, Billy Kay to manage Rhea Ripley. Uh, anyway, hope you guys can keep, uh, hope you guys are well, keep up the great work, cheers. Well, I think you've already seen it with people like Samoa Joe being on commentary on Raw. I think good talkers who are injured, put them on the commentary desk. You know, that I've got such fond memories of Punk being injured through 2010. Yeah. And he just killed on commentary every week. In that ring. In that even place. on commentary. Uh, so I... But but your, the examples you've given, I don't like at all. <laughs> Drake, Drake Maverick as Braun Strowman, like that's... Sure, Braun will look big, but that's comedy Braun. I don't want that. And Billy Kay managing Rhea Ripley, like, Rhea Ripley's actually really fine by herself. Yeah. But that's not to say managers aren't useful. Uh, it's I, also, I think it's, sorry, go on. Well, I was going to say, I I really don't like Sami Zayn as a manager. Not because he isn't good, because he's actually very good. But he's, that's not the best use of him. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, when you look at Billy Kay and Drake Maverick, like, that's, well, Drake Maverick as a manager is a really good use of him in a comedy role. But Billy Kay being a mouthpiece for someone isn't the best use of her. Mm. Um, Safe asks, just a quick question. When would you introduce AEW's mid-card uh, slash TV title and what would you name it? I think the TV title. Uh, I th yeah, I think that's where they go go with it. Um, and next summer. after So, like, they're all out. I mean, I would say longer than that. Oh, really? Well, only because you need to establish the titles you've got. Like, make the titles you've got feel important before just starting adding more titles and be like, now I get excited about this prop. You would have had almost a year for the top three. Well, the only three. I still think you need more time to make them feel established and prestigious uh, rather than just sort of like, yeah, just adding random. I think we need more rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. more diamond well, rings. Well, that's it, yeah, like, the ring means nothing. Like, and, you know, they added that, and it's, it's meant really sort of nouns. Uh Chris Thorne says, uh, Good afternoon, everyone watching, and to Ollie and Luke. I'm back uh, with a joke and a question. Now that Ali, G, Ali and Shorty G have started teaming together, they should call themselves Ali G into house. Sorry, sorry I was just, uh, Pete messaged me saying, uh, in, in, it seems like all the moderators have done a coordinated spam blast of <laughs> commenting Seth Rollins rides e-scooters. They're very funny, very funny folks. Um, so, so, Chris, what was, what was that? Chris <laughs> thought, uh, so Ali, oh, it's a joke. Yeah, Ali and Shorty G uh, should be called Ali G in the house. 
I mean, is that, did that was that a thing in America? No. Ali G, obviously. I got to reference it yesterday for the first he went time. Because uh, he went to, he did the show in the States. He did, Seth yeah. Rogen was a, a writer on that show. Yeah, he was, yeah. But I don't know if the, the film went off over there. Uh, question. How would Eric Bischoff's Controversy Creates Cash philosophy actually fare in the environment that is 2019, soon to be 2020? It's an interesting one. Well, yeah, would, would stuff blow up in their face a lot more because it's a more politically sensitive time? <clears throat> and really, when you think back to what Eric Bischoff did in WCW, what was controversial? Yeah. Like he John keeps, Cena's controversial. Like, we keep saying, like, oh, I was so controversial. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, you read out results, but that didn't change the ratings war for you mm. at times. In fact, actually, most of that did blow up in your face. And that was about the only thing. Everything else was just like, I ripped off a faction from New Japan and I had matches. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Well, Bischoff is very good at branding. Yeah. And he's repeated that enough where it sounds like some big master plan when actually he's, uh, you know, not, not, not as much of a visionary as he, he probably paints himself to be. But do you think that controversy can create cash in 2019? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I just don't know how how I would do it. And I would be so sense if I if I was booking a promotion, I'd be so worried about going the wrong side of the line. I don't know. What are you? So the, I don't know. It's probably not what you're thinking about, but the, the MJF bringing up the lisp thing with Cody this week mm-hmm. on AEW. That, I mean, it's not controversial, but I felt like a line was crossed and it was very effective. It's because you're such a snowflake. Yeah, there's potentially that. Uh, Callum, hey, what's up, WrestleTalk guys and Val? My question uh, for whoever it is, do you think AEW will change to Thursdays or Tuesdays to gain more viewers? No. That's a TNT decision yeah. at the end of the day. Like TNT made the call to put it on Wednesday nights. So if TNT decide to move it, but TNT wanted half a million viewers and they've consistently got way more than that every week since they started. So unless they start dipping below that, maybe then TNT would look to move it. But mm. at the moment, it's exceeding expectations. It's exceeding more in the 18 to 49 demo than they uh, wanted. So there's no need to change it. Uh, Dylan Tyrrell Reeve says, Hey guys, just seen that Moxley is going back to New Japan to face Archer for the US title of Wrestle Kingdom. I'm almost certain at this point, over Wrestle Kingdom weekend on New Year's Dash, an AEW working relationship will be announced. My question for you is what NJPW versus AEW match would you like to see that hasn't happened yet in other promotions? Well, well, first of all, I admire your optimism, and that definitely is the best move for the business, but I, I don't think we'll get a New Japan AEW thing for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, like half a year, at least, if it ever happens. There's so much bad blood there yeah. for, for when those guys left. Uh, oh, th- th- there was loads that we were talking about the other day. It was Ishii versus, well, pretty much anyone. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say my pick would be Darby Allen versus Minoru Suzuki. Oh. Because, of course, Omega's fought most of them already. Yeah. I was about to say Moxley Ishii, but also we got that during the G1. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Osprey. Uh, oh, who who would you? Oh, Osprey Pentagon. I was about to say. Well, I was going to say Osprey Phoenix. Birds of, Birds of Prey versus the Lucha Brothers. Probably that. Yeah. Jonathan, the Headmaster Headman. What's your favourite Christmas album or EP? I really like Twisted Sister by The Killers. It was a compilation a compilation album a while back that was okay for a few songs, much like the Weezer EP. Uh, now that's what I call Christmas. 
is my favorite. I created a Christmas playlist in 2014, and it has been my go-to Christmas playlist uh, ever since. Uh, Chris Smith, uh, which finish would you rather change? Have Seth Rollins pin the Fiend clean oh. at Hell in a Cell, or Team WWE versus Team Nexus ends in a no contest with a toolbox sledgehammer shenanigans? Wait, so Nexus wouldn't win? Or it just ends in a DQ, or it ends in a no contest. Oh, oh well, I'll... Oh, oh! <laughs> Seth Rollins pinned the fiend clean. Oh, this is a, a freaking dilemma right here. I don't like to use the, the, this term because, you know... But it is Sophie's choice. Yes. Oh, and uh, I know there's no kids dying or anything, but it's... Team WWE versus the Nexus in a no contest. I would have. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, at least that protects the Nexus, <clears throat> mm-hmm. in fairness. And they can just start ripping up the ring again. Yeah. Tyler Bailey says, can we have uh, Datsun on more live streams and pay-per-views next year? Any pay-per-view would be awesome, as well as more Dave. Uh, and just bought some merch to help support WrestleTalk as well. Thanks for the fun, exciting podcast every week. Keep up the good work. That's from Tyler. Thank you very much. Well, the, unfortunately, the set only holds so many people. But there's a... Uh, some fun developments over the last few days. Maybe we'll have a bit more space. Mm. Mm. So we'll Teases. see. We'll see. Teasers of more changes, which people love. Ryan B. Bad. Uh, so this year, I think we've seen some pretty interesting face heel turns. My question is, who do you think has been the most surprising and successful turn? Um... For me, I would say it was KO as the face turn and Bailey as the heel turn, since both of them have been long-term heel face respectively, and I would have said it was a gamble to do both of them. I, You're catching me at a bad time with this question. I literally yesterday finished recording a 4,000-word script. It's the longest video I've ever done by quite a way on every heel and face turn this year, and Kevin Owens had the most. He turned face but was kind of heel at the same time, you know, yeah. when Vince McMahon brought him back. Then he turned heel against the New Day, and then he turned face against McMahon. So all of those were, un- like, none of those were good because they're all so undermined. Uh, the Bailey one, I, I, unfortunately, she just hasn't connected with me either. Uh, I, I think Balor's NXT heel turn is the best one. Io Shirai. And Io Shirai, yeah. And I was going to say um, the Kabuki Facetons, Warriors. Yeah. Kabuki Warriors heel turn I really enjoyed. Uh, it, was, it was okay. You know. I just, yeah, <laughs> I just feel like they've got something now. Yeah, it's like... like the, that, the heel turn actually helped establish the act. You're right, you're right. And getting rid of Paige. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of many face turns, though. Cody, technically, he, yeah. wrestled, he wrestled kind of heel against Dustin. Yeah, it's true, yeah. Uh, but he's become one of the best baby faces. If you if you take that moment where he embraces Dustin, that's the, heel, that's, that's the baby, that's the baby face turn. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's the one. Uh, that guy who wants to support. Uh, hello there, big, strong, lovely, and brave boys. Simple question for Ollie. If Cody and CM Punk were in grave danger and you can only save one of them, who would it be? Good luck. Why is everyone giving me such hard dilemmas? Yeah. And if anything, your reactions are going to make people ask you even harder dilemmas for next week. Oh, my God. What would you do? Uh, I think I would go with Cody because he's like a brother. CM Punk wouldn't like... He wouldn't say thank you. But that's why I want... (laughs) That that makes me want to do it more. (laughs) Um, Man, I'm going to try and step back take the emotion out of it and just look at it from a wrestling industry perspective where Cody right now 
seemingly has a lot more to give to it because he's leading the charge in AEW. So I say Cody. Flaming Live. <laughs> How are you guys today? Like all round, physically, mentally, emotionally. How are you guys doing? I hope all is well with the rest of talk business and personal areas. Mental health isn't something to take lightly. To all the SWAF nation, keep fighting. Don't let it beat you. Well, now I feel like crap. <laughs> Thank you, Flame Inc. Live. We're doing okay. Doing okay. I'm doing actually okay. getting I'm past the, through the worst of it with my illness. Still a bit coffee and a bit phlegmy, but I'm okay. Job uh, <coughs> of JJ. Hello, Swap Nation and WrestleTalk crew. It's been almost a full year <laughs> since the McMahon family came out and said, sorry, we'll put on a better product. So my question is, is WWE better or worse? Oh, I think it's better. I think this year, the level of WWE programming has been quite significantly better than last year. Last year was bad. I think the second half has been better. Mm. The first half of the year. The mid-card the, vortex. Mid-card vortex era, yeah. And when I'm saying year, I'm talking like WrestleMania. Sort of yeah, yeah. I think that was that, there was a sort of a two to three month period after WrestleMania where it was very bad, when it was mm. a lot of mid-card vortex stuff. But I think post-SummerSlam has been particularly good, with the exception of the Hell in the Cell finish. I haven't really hated anything. Yeah, I'd agree. Drew Porter said, I've uh, been listening to the podcast and watching videos of you all since June and finally decided to become a pledge hammer. Oh, thank you, Drew. My question for everyone is, if AEW, WWE, and Impact Wrestling to have an all-out war, who would get support of the fans the most and who would be able to put on the best pay-per-view and weekly shows? AEW. Uh, w- well, a- I think AEW would put on the best shows, but WWE would get the most support because they've already got the biggest support. Hmm. I guess, yeah. I guess, yeah, if you're looking at it from pure numbers, it would be WWE. Like, you look at the, the AEW's ratings trends are that when AEW goes to ad break, they switch over to watch NXT. Mm. But when NXT goes to ad break, they do not switch over to watch AEW. Uh, but I, I guess, I, I don't know what all-out war means. Are you saying, like, the Calm family puts all six billion <laughs> of their, their funds into this? Not sure. Yeah. Uh, Matt Field. Matt Field. Hi, Luke, Ollie, Laura, Chopper, Pete, Dave, Just Dave, and now even Andy Datsun. Great job on the SmackDown review. Just listened to the debut episode of the New Day podcast, and it was pointed out they were told to refer to Vince as he who shall not be named, and then panicked when they accidentally said Vince. Along with this, there was that Hall of Fame speech where the writer was fired for using Vince's name in the speech. As hard as it is to guess what goes on inside his head, why do you think Vince is so against people using his name? Much love, lads. Matt. I think there's a weird attachment to some John Wayne viewpoint of machismo there, that you, that you should be humble. Uh, but in a, in, a, in a more sociopathic interpretation of that, he aggressively doesn't like people saying his name in acceptance speeches and, and thanking him. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if it's that, yeah. Um, Alex Kirkman, uh, mailbag question for Ollie. Two things. Have you ever, uh, you've been asked questions about the old WrestleTalk TV crew previously, but wondered if you're still in touch with Ben Spindler, Gavin, and Paul. <clears throat> uh, plus, what was Vince Russo like when he visited the studio? No, I, I, I never really uh, spoke to Gavin, but Paul and Ben I used to talk to all the time. Uh, but no, I haven't. No, not for years. No. Ah, oh, I miss those guys. What was Vince like? Russo. Vince Russo. He was really, really, really nice. And it, it, when, because we wanted to do, you know, make some, you know, you've got Vince Russo here. We're going to ask you about the, the and, and Dave, Dave Bradshaw interviewed him, I think. And Dave grilled him quite hard. I was, I, I was like, oh, mate, he's like, we've got to hang out with him afterwards. Or we, I think we had another show to do after this very tense interview. 
And Bradshaw really went for him. And afterwards, and Rusev went for him back. Rusev? Sorry, Rusev went for him back. And then at the end, he was like, no, it's all cool, bro. Yeah. So I think he, he's... He loves it. Yeah, and, and he can separate what is a work and... Well, maybe he can't, but that whatever switch that is in, is in his head from going to performative mm-hmm. combatant to normal is quite, quite... It's very much there. I think he, based on the interviews I've watched with him, and I've watched a lot of interviews with him, he loves people criticizing him because he loves to defend Mm. his work and i think he's very passionate about defending the choices that he's made so yes i'd imagine he can really he would just really enjoy the the opportunity to do that yeah but he's he's a nice guy honestly as as just a person to interact with he was he was he was very nice uh tom dell says hey everyone i must start off by saying i don't want this uh, to happen anytime soon however but how far do you think marco stunt will be thrown when luchasaurus turns heel I feel like I've done this three. I feel like a, a kawaii Japanese girl. <laughs> it's like Asuka's YouTube channel. Oh my god! Into the into the the Jurassic Age. That's how far. <laughs> I'm thinking there's like um, Bam Bam Bigelow, Spike Dudley, oh. like thrown out into the crowd. Um, and lastly, from Abnahab says, uh, <laughs> "Hey guys, too too many of you not naming everyone." Um, I'm always amused by the ratings of AEW versus NXT, and I think these ratings are not correct or depict the true viewership. Why? Here's why. So, for Dynamite, the ratings are between 700 and 900,000, but if you look at the views of the recent AEW Dark episode, they're between 400 and 600,000. Now, Dark is more available to people as it's on YouTube, hence, logically, it should have more views. And Abnahav just says, it should be one million. I don't know where you quite pulled that number from. Mm. AEW clearly says this is a major show and it has big stars on it, but the views don't justify it. There are several reasons why I think Dark should have more views. A, it's free. B, it's available worldwide. Three, uh, it would you would expect it to have at least the viewers that are watching Live Dynamite to watch Dark within a week or two. Four, it's a short episode and easy to watch. Why do you think the ratings are not... Uh, why do you think these ratings are in some way inaccurate? Well, they're not. they're not inaccurate. Um, that's that argument is is quite fundamentally flawed because that would be like saying Mixed Match Challenge is for free on the internet and ev- everyone in the world has the internet. Why are only twenty thousand people watching it when three million people are watching Raw? Yeah, so or it's the, just be, yeah, it's be, yeah, it's not the A show. YouTube is not as ingrained in viewing habits. Uh, also, those when you see that four hundred thousand, six hundred thousand number. That's not people who are watching the same the whole show. I, I I reckon, from what I know about YouTube, it's about thirty percent of the people who start the show and end the show. Whereas when you're watching on TV, you traditionally watch the the majority. Yeah. So no no no, that's that's not how the ratings work. So TLC predictions uh, from Rocky Balboa, a very generous donation. Oh, well, thank you Cheers very in the much. studio for Rocky. Clap, everyone. <laughs> what do you think about Becky Lynch becoming Becky Two Belts again, I suppose? Yeah. I, I mean, it's going to happen. I don't think they should have taken the second belt off uh, as quickly as they did because Becky Two Belts was getting over. Yeah, yeah. Why, and and this, this will allow them to... Yeah, I don't know how you do it, but I think... Charlotte and Becky having those belts, then feuding with Sasha and Bailey. They've got all the belts between them, and they can trade it so they all have one. 
and then they face the MMA horsewoman. Yeah. Uh, the Zornis, WWE better because of AEW competition or the McMahons? Sorry, say again. Is, is WWE better because of the AEW competition oh. or the McMahons? <clears throat> I think it's a little from column A, a little from column B. I think the WWE looked at the fact that their ratings were dropping, you know, quite significantly and thought, well, we need to make changes. So we'll go with things like Kofi. You know, we'll do things. However, I mean, apparently Seth Rollins at the Gorilla Position live show on uh, Wednesday, uh, when asked about long-term storylines, said like, oh, we have loads of long-term <laughs> storylines, but fans keep making us change them. It's not Vince's fault. So apparently it's actually it's your fault that WWE can't do long-term storytelling fans. Um, and they've, they've got loads of long-term stuff. It was also my fault that they never pushed the women's division with respect. That's in exactly the, in the it. I'm yeah. a piece of crap. You're a Luke. terrible person. Man. I hope you know that. Uh, then we've got Jorge Anaya. Can't think of a better way to spend my birthday hey! than hanging out with the Brave Boys. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, Wilson Simons. When AJ Styles debuted, it felt like a new start. It felt like the start of a new era in WWE. Was there ever a moment that you felt like it's a new era yes, in pro wrestling? Um, yeah, Uh Hogan winning the belt from Triple H at Backlash 2002. Mm. That was when I felt like, ah, we're regressing here. This is, <laughs> this is, the Attitude Era is gone. This is what yeah. wrestling is now, and I'm not into it. And that was when I stopped watching. I feel like I'm a broken record, CM Punk's pipe bomb. Because that was, that was the first time they, they started looking at a different kind of main event talent. Yeah. That, like, if CM Punk didn't have that pipe bomb, we wouldn't get Daniel Bryan. We wouldn't get Seth Rollins. We wouldn't get that, those Ring of Honor guys coming up through the system. I've seen here, there's a note that says, uh, I've chat from yesterday um, on how to say Penelope. No, 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 the joke was I was saying it wrong. <laughs> it's a joke from Club Dread when he, he calls a girl Penelope. <laughs> and... Which comes from when they were doing a screening of uh, Super Troopers. There was someone in the credits called Penelope, and some guy behind them went, Penelope? What sort of name is that? <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious. So I've, whenever I see the name Penelope, I always think of, ah, Penelope. Uh, like Tony Schiavone. Yeah. Um, Ronce Rajan, lovely, lovely in timing with Ving, the Ving <laughs> Boising. This is for Sammy Guevara's uh, wrestling talk. <laughs> Yeah, wrestling. Okay. Yeah. Luke, Luke's I, news I, was I, open. I lent into it. Yeah. It's getting over in the comments. Is it really? Semi-Guevara wrestling talk. I introduced it as wrestling talk with the Meckling news <laughs> from Luke Owerling. <laughs> Dar Train 24, my first prediction as a pledge hammer. Hey! Well done. I'm coming for y'all. Not with a Survivor Series deficit, you won't. <laughs> well, I mean, you've only got two points. <laughs> With, yeah, <laughs> actually, maybe you might beat me. Yeah. Venom Kitsetsu, screen stalker question. Ninja Gaiden or DMC? Gaiden. I don't know what that is. I, DMC is a rapper, is he not? No, it's uh, Devil May Cry. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm going to go Devil May Cry. Um, I, I, although I, I do like the Ninja Gaiden games, <coughs> but I'm going to go Devil May Cry for the PlayStation was such a good game. I'm going to go with that. What are you doing this weekend? Well, it's my birthday tomorrow. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, bollocks. <laughs> I, I have thought this every day for the last two weeks. I've been like, nope, it's the 14th. It's not the 13th. It's not the 15th when we're doing TLC. And I even thought it this morning. 
And I have complete. And I thought, don't forget that, so you can bring it up in the podcast. I just spent ten minutes talking about razor lights. <laughs> it's your birthday tomorrow. It's my birthday tomorrow. So my uh, folks are coming down. Um, my in-laws are coming up. Um, and my brother's coming in from Wales, and we're going to go into London's fashionable Leicester Square, go to the Prince Charles Cinema, and go to the Muppets Christmas Carol sing-along. <laughs> and I would say, conservatively, 20% of the people going want to go. Um, and, that and that's is, you. It's me, my mum, my father-in-law. Maybe it's 30% then. Um, and I think that's probably about it. Not your wife. No. She's seen it enough. She, yes. It's not her favorite tradition. Mm. Um, <laughs> she, she was quite emphatically telling me that this morning. In fact, yeah. she goes like, it's not, my, it's not my favorite tradition that we seemingly have to do every year. And I was like, no, but it's, it's good fun, though. Mm. Mm. I enjoyed it when me, you, and my lady partner went. Yep. Just us three. Just us three. It was a, yeah. Good Christmas party, mate. Um, yeah, so uh, that's what we're going to do. Then we're going to go for a meal afterwards. My parents are staying at mine. Um, so we're going to go back to mine and have a few more drinks there. Probably chat some politics, no doubt. That's weird. That's like you're you're having your parents over for a house party. Mm. Yeah, yeah. My my parents are big parties, man. They're not really. I've never done that with my folks. What I've had never... them stay at yours? No. Why? Uh, I was. But you, where well, would they, they stay? They, they live like a forty-five minute drive away. But then you can like do breakfast in the morning <laughs> and all that sort of nice stuff. Well, you know, there's many logistical error like things in the way. We've only got one bedroom. My mum isn't sleeping on a sofa. She's a princess. <laughs> so there's she's with Lottie. Yeah, there's uh, the, there is no, but the, but even if I did have stuff, I would. It'd be weird. Yeah, I stay around theirs. No, it's not. It's not a two way. It's, it's not reciprocal. I'm not going to do their laundry. <laughs> so yeah, so we're doing that, and then on Sunday I'm coming here for mm. for TLC. So yeah, so it's a, a good solid weekend really. Looking forward to it being my, for my birthday. It'll be quite fun. Bit of TLC with your family. And then a bit of TLC with the boys. Exactly. TLC time with the boys. TLC time with the boys. Do you want some emails? Yes, please. Uh, this comes in from Shivam, um, who specifically asked for this to be read out while Ollie was doing a podcast. Cool. So I was going to do it on a different one. <laughs> But I'll do it on this one. He says, Hello, Luke, Ollie, Pete, Laurie, Andy, and everyone else at WrestleTalk. You might remember that eight to nine months ago, I emailed my WrestleTalk Get Better Update, and I showed you my progress and told you that I've lost 40K. But Ollie said that I'm lying, and I wasn't being honest. <laughs> I know that Ollie was only joking, and it was all fun, but it really inspired me to go out uh, to do uh, workouts and get fit. That's what I... That's definitely what i intended and at that time i finalized in my mind that i would do a very strict diet and do a workout that i can tell ollie that i can be fit so here's my progress after a strict diet and workout at the end i want to thank ollie for inspiring me because it really helped me in getting fit um and so see you always say stop being mean to the very lovely people who are doing very great things with their health but look if you be mean to them so that was um shivan previously yes i I remember he sent us a picture Currently. Holy moly. You're like a different person. Yeah. Congratulations, Shivam. Congratulations on uh, finding images on Google and sending yeah. across to us. Yeah, I mean, I need, I, it needs to be verified with <laughs> what's the wrestling equivalent to today's newspaper? Buying a T-shirt from WrestleTalkMerch.com. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say a tweet with Seth Rollins um, <laughs> on your phone. Yeah. Um, I'm in a bit of a get better mood actually. I'm going to do well, a few actually, more of them. Before you do, if we if we didn't say it enough in the broadcast, 
15% off, folks, at WrestleTalk, WrestleTalkMerch.com. <laughs> yeah. Which is where you can get all our lovely merchandise line. If you order... Now, now that expires on the on Monday mid, at midnight, so the end of Monday, because that is the last date you can order in time to get deliveries by Christmas. Indeed. Yeah. And it's a great Christmas present. Mm. Um, right. Uh, we'll have one, a couple more of these get betters. This one's... Uh, I've, we've got a bit of a backlog of get betters, actually. This one dates back to the early October. Oh, you're looking for the keyboard, Pete. Sorry. Sorry, mate. Pete's in the house. Hi, Pete. Hi. Uh, this comes in from Matt, who says, Greetings, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, Pete, and the rest of the Rest Talk gang. Long-time listener, dating back to the days of the Finn Martin reports. Wow, that is far ago. Writing this email at quite a bad time. My long-time girlfriend broke up with me today after she revealed uh, she's been cheating on me. No! This was oh, ab- the wench! This was absolutely devastating, especially because we were about to move in together. Ugh. God damn it. Trying to make the best out of it and use it to motivate myself. You're not, this isn't going to be a big swerve like the SpongeBob SquarePants one, is it? Where it's going to be. I've just skipped to the end. It doesn't look to be, no. It's not going to end up to be just from Rusev. Yeah, I don't think so. Good. I currently stand at 5 foot 10, about 165 pounds, 75 kilograms, 11.78 stone, and I'm 19 years old. Not large by any means, but I'm far from what I once was. I wrestled all throughout high school. The real wrestling. Well, then why do they call it amateur? <laughs> and, and why is this one called professional? Yeah. Uh, and although I never, uh, and although I was never great, it kept me in phenomenal shape. I used to be 20 pounds lighter, 1.5 stone, 9 kilograms, and it was mostly muscle, whereas now I'm heavier and flabbier. Mm. College has wrecked my physique. This isn't going to be one of those astonishing, wow, I can't believe you did that, Rust Talk Get Betters, but I want to put it in writing that I'm commit to bettering myself. My goals are to first get back to when I, where I was a few years ago, and second, I'm going to build on it. Once I've lost the weight, I want to gain it back in pure muscle. I started cooking all my own meals. I'm wrestling for my university oh, now, great. and I'm lifting weights every morning with one of my roommates to start off every day with some self-improvement. Non-physical goals uh, included in this Get Better are to maintain a 4.0 GPA in my university classes, finding a better paying job, and continuing to pursue my love of close-up magic. This is my kind of guy. My girlfriend never got excited about my talent as a magician, so I never really pursued it. But now, I want to use this as a motivation to get my first paid gig. I've dreamed of being a professional (laughs) magician since I picked up the craft almost five years ago. Your Hell in a Cell and Joker reviews really help me. And when I start to feel down, I'd watch a video or listen to a podcast and you guys feel like friends. It always lifts my spirit. Thank you for all you do. Your hard work, passion, and dedication is always on display. Also, notice that nowhere in my Get Better did I include walking as part of my exercise plan. <laughs> Sincerely, your student slash wrestler slash magician, Matt. Ah, oh, thank you, Matt. And you are our friend. Every, like, genuinely, everyone who listens to this show. Maybe we should come up with a new thing because it is... We're getting to that time of a new year. New year, new, new year, year. Revolution mm-hmm. to coin a, a, a pay-per-view name. Yeah, yeah. The we, SWAF Squad. <laughs> SWAF Squad goals. SWAF Squad. Oh, okay, I can't even say it. It's yeah. so easy to say. <laughs> SWAF Squad goals. SWAF Squad goals. SWAF Squad goals. SWAF Squad goals. It rolls off the tongue, It people. really does. SWAF Squad goals. You might think that's really difficult to say, but once you do it like five or six times... It's quite good. Squaff squad, squaff squad, squaff squad. It's easy, folks. So, uh, yeah, I don't. Maybe we all sign up together. Have you got any health? Go- I mean, I was talking to my lady partner last night. I was like, I think if we ever want abs, this is probably our last year. Oh yeah, it's only going to get harder. Meta- as as Matt has seen when he goes to college, metabolism is not your friend. No, after a certain age. 
and mine is starting to turn. I can feel it. Oh, yeah. Those pizzas, a moment on the lips, <laughs> a lifetime on the hips. Oh, yeah. So I said to my lady partner, which wasn't me just sort of, you know, gaslighting her or whatever the thing is, where you're like, get abs, love. <laughs> <laughs> it was both of us. I want to have abs once in my life so I can take a picture of them and that's it. Yeah. And I'll, 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 I'll abandon it. Hey, if Big Show can get abs. Exactly. I'm pretty sure I could probably do it if I tried hard enough. Swap squad. Swap squad goals. So, yeah. So let's all make each other accountable. So you want... Okay, so you, do you want me to ask you then on every podcast, how are the abs going? We'll just make uh, get better more of a recurring thing. The people who are who are doing it can, can message us. Mm-hmm. If it helps you, just send us some pictures of your workout that day. would be like, great work. Yeah, I probably won't. I'll just heart it. But that's that's me patting you on the back saying, well done. That, that tiny bit of effort that I put in, that one, that one tiny click, it says a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. Anyway, we're going to have to call it to a close there on this episode of the podcast. We are going to be back, however, on Monday morning in the UK time with the TLC Highlights and Lowlights uh, bonus yeah. podcast. And then on Monday... Who's going to be doing the review? It'll be Laurie and Pete, I guess. Laurie and Pete will be doing the full review <laughs> of TLC. It'll be very exciting. Mm. Uh, and then we'll be back with all the usual stuff. Um, well, yeah, there is, a, there is an AEW episode next week, isn't there? Big. Big. AEW episode. Same with NXT as well. Big NXT episode, yeah. Last real shows of the year. Very exactly. exciting. Yes, yeah, so we've got AEW, NXT, Raw, SmackDown, the whole shebang. SmackDown now with Andy, no less. Mm. So, thank you all for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.